Welcome to Screen Heroes Podcast, episode 5,029. I think it's 28. 5,028. 5,028? Got it. I am Ray. I host this show every week. Probably not again after this week. Ryan is with me. He is my co-host extraordinaire. That's right. Yes. Thank you for getting that correct. You're very yeah, welcome. It's good to be here. You want to introduce our guest? Yeah, Ryan? we have a guest. We have a guest. And it's not Derek because he's not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is my friend Jason, who is a sculptor extraordinaire. He he primarily uh, sculpts things for a large toy company named NECA that does adult collectibles. Not like porn, but like... <laughs> like like, like uh, grown-ups that never totally grew, <laughs> grew up. up. Yeah, yeah like high-quality like action porn. figures. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the two worlds merge sometimes, though. They but do. We don't do that. Sometimes. Probably, I seem to remember Succubus from Castlevania. That was yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. It tends to be cheesecake. Yeah, Sorry. we're going to be talking to Jim Henson tonight, and Jason is what I would call an expert. Maybe he wouldn't call himself that, but uh... it takes ten thousand hours to be an expert. They say so. Ooh. I... I'm probably <laughs> how many 9, how many days is that? Short. How many days is that? Can you do the math real quick? quick? No. Okay. No. That'd be fun. Let's just have a snake for a solid minute. That'd be good. But instead, we're going to talk about things that happened in the news. Yeah. So I I don't have too much to talk about. Uh, we briefly mentioned on our first run that Weinstein's kind of taken over the entertainment. So we're... Gonna move past that and uh, Black Panther trailer. Black Panther. Let's this week. talk that about was that. Cool. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Did you get no, a chance to watch it? Okay, well just, then you might not have I'll much to listen. But uh, <laughs> the, the thing that disappointed me about this trailer—it was beautiful, right? I mean, everything was so great, great looking, other than his new suit. But uh, the, they're going to the Marvel formula where it's guy fights the evil version of the same guy, <laughs> and yep. that's. That's his entire... That's what you like or don't like? No, I don't like that. Yeah. I, they I'm did that with Iron Man, and they did that yeah. with uh, Captain America, and they've done that with, yeah. you know, almost every character, it seems like, and it's getting a little tired, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Is I... that a thing, do you think, where though, so it's going to be split and some fans would be mad if he did I don't know, is this a famous villain that looks that, like is the evil version of it? I mean, I'm not familiar with him, but I don't read a lot of Black Panther comic There's books. Ulysses Claw and Manape is in it, and um, What's Michael, the name of the guy that's... Michael the... B. Jordan? I don't know right. what his character name is. But he basically looks like a Black Panther character that, like, the same suit, but glows a slightly more evil color. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I have a couple thoughts about it. Absolutely beautiful trailer. Um, just social commentary. The tweets have been amazing. I love that uh, representation is getting more widespread. That seeing the reaction from the black community has been overwhelmingly great. It just it makes me feel like I take for granted how much representation I have. And... Um, I, I'm really excited about it, but here's my issue. This is the only issue I have with Marvel. I think it's, and DC, I guess. I think it's great that they got a female director to do Wonder Woman and a black director to do Black Panther, but I get the sneaking suspicion that they're going to stop, that after this is going to be white male directors again, that, you know, they're not going to... Although Kugler's a really good director, so... He really is. And I know they approached Ava DuVernay first, so that would have been really cool as well. 
well, maybe they'll do what they did with like Guardians of the Galaxy, where James Gunn has gotten to do, you know, the first one, the second one, and because he did such a good job with the first one. So Kugler, I mean, he's the soundtrack is already there and drawing people in. The visuals are there, so you know. The only hope. thing that worries me about that is Kevin Feige says that they have zero plans after Avengers four, which seems like it's probably not true. Oh, but well, he said they could go in two directions. They can have a phase four, or they can stop and reboot the entire thing, let people out of their contracts. Now, while that's great for Chris Hemsworth and Evans, and they probably want to move on with their lives, it sucks for, you know, us that are just getting to see Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and Chad Bozeman. They won't do that. I think think that when he says two paths, he's probably, like, got one path planned where they get the Fantastic Four and X-Men and the MCU, and the other path is not, is what we're currently on. So, so what did you think of New Mutants? Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. It's scary, different tone. I, I'm not sure what to think of it. I'm not familiar with the comic books, mm-hmm. but definitely looks different. I actually saw this trailer. Yeah, as sweet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I might actually talk here. Yeah, but, uh, please do. I, I don't, I'm not too, going to yet, just if I have. Oh, no, no, you have. <laughs> oh, I have to, you have, okay. You already spoke up. I don't oh. know, I thought it looked neat. And, yeah. Um, scary. There's a character, they'll probably be in it, I mean... This, there's a demon bear in the comics. Do you know about that? I don't know. Rachel will probably know better than okay. I would. Anyway. She actually reads the comic books. I don't. I, I don't, read sometimes, yeah. No, would be... I, I don't know. It's neat that they're doing horror, and I'm guessing that's part of why they're doing it, because there's... I mean, I was actually interested in just the comics recently, because of... I was... I'd seen this character. What's his name? This uh, Warlock, this strange little robotic character, and I, was, I looked into that, and saw this demon bear and it looked cool and it's horrific and it's this artist who I can't say his name it's a very weird name Stuart Jowski or something but he's a, you know he's got a he's a very famous artist and it's stylized so I hope they do a really cool weird demon bear in this thing and <laughs> that's what Jason, Jason's hoping yeah. for a demon bear well, well they it's, look like it, they're in a hospital so yeah. it totally could end up it, being it, a manifestation it, it was this demon that attacked the Native American character in the New Mutants oh, and it okay. was kind of one of the New Mutants everyone paid attention to it like that well this is cool so i'm like yeah. was it that demon bear so i think i've read that they're gonna maybe pull that into cool. it and yeah it's pretty freaky it's a cool style and i hope they try to do a, a movie version of his style because when you see his style it's different from the way i think anybody's been doing what do you think rachel for them not I'm really related actually... to the trailer but close <laughs> <laughs> i'm really excited uh the new mutants didn't turn into superheroes until you know very recently they uh Maisie Williams who is playing Ronnie Sinclair who is Wolfsbane haha she's also a star Wolves stuff um, Game of Thrones joke uh, I don't watch it so I don't get it yeah uh, her dad is a priest <laughs> for the two who, people that don't watch it who is a leader of the purifiers and they're a religious group that tries to um, cleanse mutants. It's basically an allegory for the you know gay conversion therapy. So, it, New Mutants for a long time was really scary, and her dad's in this movie. So, I am looking forward to a bunch of craziness. And well, based on the trailer, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it looks like it's. I didn't really know what to take away from the trailer, not knowing anything about the characters or anything like that, right. other than it looks scary. They've got some good characters in there. Cannonballs in there. Moonstar. Uh, Magic. Wolfsbane, so it's, I mean, they've got good characters that I never thought I was going to see on screen, so I'm glad they're doing this. Just an update for everybody that does listen to the podcast, Inhumans, 
Not getting any better. Sorry. <laughs> I, got, I, I, I was giving it a chance. It's not. It was, it's it was not, rough this week. It's not. So, sorry. I'm looking forward to Runaways. I know that hits this month. That's on Freeform or something, right? It's Some on weird. Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's one on Hulu. It's the one with Squirrel Girl. It's on Freeform. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one more. But, yeah, the Hulu yeah. one I'll definitely be checking out. The Hulu when one has that one great reviews. Uh, let's find the exact date. We can move on to anything else? Any more news? I don't know. I don't think there was much else. I mean, no. just a lot of stuff from the Justice League. People picking apart the Justice League trailer. Oh, I guess the Big Bang Theory spoiled a big cameo for Justice League. Yeah. Uh, I'm was not going to say Superman? what it is. No. <laughs> it was that. I mean, I don't think anybody would care, but it's another large uh, DC character, very popular DC character. Not large as in physical size. You mean they accidentally <laughs> gave it away? Well, there's so there's or... like a contest online where mm-hmm. you like spin a wheel and uh-huh. you win a prize based on whatever it lands on and all the different things you can hit are different superhero symbols okay. from the Justice League movie mm-hmm. and like the exact symbols that they're using for the marketing for this movie and mm-hmm. there's one on there that is not one that they've released yet or like been in any trailers or anything like so that. it wasn't planned. It was like... It was mistake. not planned by Warner Brothers. Okay. But somebody's going to get yelled at for that, I'm sure. Hmm. Yeah. Because it's a big cameo. Probably more... Well, who knows? It could just happen to work out for him, you know what I mean? Because it's a... I don't think anybody's going to play the Big Bang Theory game online anyway. The only reason why anybody knows no, is I because... No, I think a ton of people are going to. Well, they might now. But yeah. they wouldn't have before. So if they had just not said anything, then it would have been fine. But... It happens. It's something everybody thinks is going to happen anyway, so it's not yeah. not that spoilery if you've been following the news. Well, um, it, Runaways debuts November 21st. They're releasing okay, so the it comes first out two soon. episodes. Thanks, so we could potentially yeah. get Punisher, Runaways, uh, Thor Ragnarok, and Justice League all in the same month. Mm-hmm. It'll be a busy month. Absolutely. A lot of Netflix and uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Henson. Henson, what Henson. we're here for, Jim Henson hmm. specifically. Uh, absolute cultural icon, not just pop culture. He has leaked into everything. He's inspired everyone at this table, I feel like I can safely say. Yeah. And I know that I have been just personally touched uh, by his work since birth, I guess. Uh Sesame Street was one of my first memories that I have. Um, loved Big Bird, frightened of Cookie Monster. We've come to an agreement now, but I wasn't a fan in the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I learned something scary. new about you with every podcast. <laughs> Feels like that. How about you guys? What are your yeah, connections I mean, to Henson? Obviously, none of us are really old enough to get you know be alive for the full scale of, of Jim Henson's reign, but... Uh, you know, I think early on for me, uh, Labyrinth and Dark Crystal were the big ones. Um, then I remember him being like the first celebrity that I was sad when they passed. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't happen to me very often. There's been maybe two or three that I can think of, and he was one of them. Um, Don't get me wrong. Ryan's a very sympathetic guy. He's always like, that's too bad, or oh. Yeah, sympathetic, yeah. but like I, I try not to get emotional right. over people I don't know. But right. yeah, he was somebody that I really appreciated, even at, you know, five or six years old. The things that he was creating. Um, and obviously Sesame Street, you know, was a big thing for Absolutely. all of us in our childhood probably. And uh, yeah, but Labyrinth and Dark Crystal were the big two for me. And then, uh, you know, when Ninja Turtles 
uh, came out and Henson had created, not Jim, because I think maybe the first one, because it came out in 90, which is the year he passed, so he probably yeah. worked yeah, he on that working one. Yeah, I've seen yeah, photos of him. Yeah, oh yeah, I have yeah. seen the behind-the-scenes photos yeah. of that. But I guess Secret of the Use, I also liked the way they looked in that one, and he wasn't around for that one. But um, yeah, so those were all big, big influences for me. Yeah. What about you, Jason? Pretty much everything you've said, I think everybody's, it seems like everybody's still getting raised by Sesame Street. Like even the old originals, um, sure we're because lying. they did a really good job actually making it so that it was. I ha- I have a kid, so I watch a lot of kid stuff. And when people put it, when people really want to do a good job, and they make it entertaining to the adults, it really makes a difference. You know what I mean? You could watch Sesame Street. And my parents would talk about how they could they would laugh at you know they would. He wrote it for everybody to enjoy. Do we have audio? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're okay, good. We're good. Everything's um, fine. All right. It seems like something might have been happening. Nope, we're yeah. good. And then, of course, all the great... I mean, then you talk... I don't know if any of us were as into Muppets as we were in the... Rachel Brian's was into Muppets, Project. I think. Absolutely. I wasn't as into Muppets. I, I knew about Muppet them. Babies, yeah. but the cartoon Muppet Babies was yeah. me, too. But, yeah, to me, it was the Dark Crystal then and all the stuff where he... And that was 82, right? Frel- yeah, it was really early 80s. We wrote it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got exactly. that on our cheat sheet. Uh, but yeah, that stuff was such a different type of thing. And yeah, he just um, it's cool that he colla- that he found someone's art and said, you know, I want to bring this guy's style into the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was especially such a good such an art style that is so right. out there. Yeah. yeah, it didn't need to be his type of art. He found- and to me, that's one of the best examples of someone who wasn't in movies whose art style then got brought into movies the number one would probably be geiger or giger is alien that was mm-hmm. just he was doing his own creepy stuff in germany and, right. and someone said have you seen this book and so they're like we got to do that yeah so that's probably the most influential thing and then but it's also more evil and then the more wholesome feeling right that's in second place to me as far as influencing everything was Brian Froud being pulled in by Henson and by doing that they kind of made everybody I was just hearing that everybody while he was making Dark Crystal was like have you seen this crazy thing Jim Henson's doing it's gonna bomb it's it's insane he's lost his mind and then they started screening it and people were saying I've never seen anything like this this is great and then Hollywood was like it is great yeah <laughs> he was, he's really a genius yeah so they kind of picked up on how different it was just too weird for it to seem like a successful thing I guess at the time but then after he did that I think that spread out to Yoda and it kind of made everybody realize people have been doing creatures by putting a mask on you prosthetics on an actor and people have been doing stop motion you know like Harryhausen type stuff and I imagine there was probably I haven't looked back but I'm sure there were puppet things before Dark Crystal and Henson started doing that but I think he probably really made that a considerable way to achieve your fantasy characters in your movie because after you've seen that people would go you know can we make our Jedi Master actually a puppet and so you know he probably just really had a big effect on special effects through Brian Froud and him collaborating and basically the Dark Crystal movie, then uh, it's probably easily recognized. Yeah, know? that's a good observation. I mean, I guess I hadn't thought about that, but it definitely brought puppetry into the mainstream. I hadn't really put the correlation between the artist, bringing the artist in as uh, as something as revolutionary as what it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. 
All right, so when I pick my favorite hints and stuff, I separate the Sesame Street, Muppets, and uh, pretty much everything else. So, you know, uh, Muppets Take Manhattan is my favorite Muppet movie. He wrote on that one, Frank Oz directed, and uh, he played over 10 different characters. Um, I really loved Follow That Bird as a kid. It was a story all about Big Bird and it was about how he wandered off and got kidnapped and it was really sad and emotional for me. Um, and, and then I love Labyrinth. I I realized I was like 98% sure that I was heterosexual by watching that movie. <laughs> I was like, that is a man I find attractive. <laughs> and I'm eight years old deciding this when I first wow. saw Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth changed everything for me. I, I didn't realize movies could be that good. I didn't realize movies could be that fun. I didn't know that I could be transported into a whole different world by film. And that that movie still sticks with me today. It's in all of my top ten lists, and you know it's one of my favorite fantasy films. It's incredible. Did you ever have any siblings that you wanted to sacrifice the Goblin King? I still try to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Goblin King. Nothing wrong with that. They're super old now, so I got doesn't to work take as well. Him. Yeah, he's yeah. not really into it. But you talked about him bringing Brian Froud into Dark Crystal. Well, he he did that with Labyrinth too. He brought Escher mm-hmm. in with Labyrinth. They were, yeah, they're at the prim- the premiere of the movie or whatever the first showing, mm-hmm. and they got into a limo after I guess it. Dark Crystal did well, and Jim Henson said, "Well, that was went well. Let's do another one." <laughs> so what will it be? So they just started talking, and yeah, so that's when they started going into Labyrinth. It was while they were sitting in the car after the premiere of Dark Crystal, they were like, "We we got to do that again. What should it be about?" And they said, "Maybe." I guess he had a daughter doing mythology, like Indian mythology. Do you know anything about those gods? And he said. Brian was like, oh, I don't really, sorry, you know. <laughs> so, but I do know goblins. So then, so it's like, oh, goblins, great. So they started, so that's, it was right after Dark Crystal. They were like, let's do another one. And then they were talking about goblins. So, that's incredible. And then Michael yeah. Jackson was going to be, uh, they did consider yeah. that, which yeah, would have been so track. creepy. Been, she's well, I mean, babies and everything. Bowie, Bowie is, is with, a little yeah. creepy in that role, yeah. too. But with the, thing, the, the, the sort of stuff that Michael Jackson went through at the end, it would have probably made it. You couldn't watch Labyrinth without thinking, oh, he's stealing children. You know <laughs> what I mean? Jennifer Connelly would have been harangued <laughs> right. so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure she probably already was at the time. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Jackson didn't do it much acting. He would have been really cool. He, yeah. he was one of my favorite parts of The Wiz. The I, songs would have been pretty. Yeah. 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 The songs would have been have much Have you seen different. Captain EO? <laughs> <ever> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, I was a kid and I, I knew that that was funny. <laughs> we're going in you know his voice trying to be a hero it was, it was, it was, it was something special that's for sure yeah yeah it doesn't work but anyway Brian how about you your favorites um well I mean obviously Dark Crystal and Labyrinth yeah. but um I think one of the ones that I remember I'm pretty sure Henson worked on was the Christmas toy yeah yeah you remember like that one Toy Story your brothers actually I think yeah my brothers that. and I kind of grew up on that uh, every Christmas mm-hmm. and it's it's a really weird like watching it as an adult yeah much weirder was than it, it was for TV, a, huh? Was it made for TV? I think it was. I mean, I don't. Okay, yeah. I don't remember. I know we had it on VHS or something at yeah. the time, and, and we watched it. But that one was 
That one was a weird one. But did you, know? you buy the VHS tape or tape it off the TV? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I would have to go up to my parents. I don't have any idea where that thing came from. I just remember watching it. And even as yeah. a kid, though, I was kind of like, "There's this is kind of making me feel weird. Like, I don't know what if I should be, like, happy about Christmas or sad sure, about things. Or, like, because they're alive and they out. can get killed by being looked yeah. at. <laughs> exactly. I remember hearing stuff like, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot like the Brave it's Little, little Toaster in that context right. where oh, it was man. made for kids. But realistic, I mean, it's yeah. kind of... Kind Too many dark. appliances died. Right, yeah. Like in that junkyard scene? <laughs> yeah. Come on. That was horrifying. So dark. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was bad. Jay, so Jason, is Dark Crystal your favorite? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Do you have any other I that think... are way up there for you besides Labyrinth and Dark Crystal? <sighs> uh, Henson movies? Yeah. Those are so different from... Those are... I mean, I I like that Brian Froud, Jim Henson combination. Um and I don't really know the difference between all the Muppet movies, you know? Right. But those are fun they kind in of their own together. way. But yeah, I liked when he got more serious and started doing Dark Crystal. And I think that's my favorite one. I, I like the goofiness of Labyrinth. You know what I mean? Like, right. that was definitely their, you know, saying, hey, let's make this goofier. You and know what I mean? Have music fun. More of so a I'd part say of that's probably more fun, actually. So I, I'd say I, Dark Crystal, I think, is better. And labyrinth like better i don't know deeper and maybe a deeper more meaningful thing to watch and then labyrinth i think is more fun that's just kind of goofy and fun and you know what i mean and my wife pointed out that it's a musical and i was like what yeah Yeah, i guess it is yeah i never really thought it was a musical and i I think it's because only one person's being in a musical and that's bowie yeah if at any point i mean Jennifer Connelly was like, I will return and get my... You know, that would completely turn it into a musical. Right. But no one else does that. It's just so I think you can think, okay, that's just sort of what this guy's like. If you ever met him, he sometimes just go, okay, and then everything turns into a musical and you have a song and you'd be like, whoa, I'm just going to stand Some back. Some goblins will show up. Yeah, let this, the goblins will finish their number and then we'll keep talking. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, he's the only person making it a musical. But yeah, I guess it is a musical because he's singing about things. And you gotta have him sing because you got David Bowie on. Yeah, that's true. Um, That'd be neat though if, like, in every movie, he did that. Like, in (laughs) in the Prestige when he comes out as as, uh, Tesla. Yeah, as Tesla. (laughs) I make electricity. I'd watch a Tesla movie. (laughs) Especially if it was David Bowie. Especially. Um, Unfortunately, not possible now, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So did you have, like, was there, obviously puppetry is, like, a big thing for Henson Studios. Is there, Absolutely. like, a particular character that was some sort of puppet that that is a, that sticks out in your mind as a favorite? I mean, maybe. So, I, looking through his biography, I I found Some out that Ralph was his, his first, that, not his first puppet, obviously, but the first character that he created that continued. And I always really liked Ralph the dog because he made all those funny dog puns. Or he would just sit there and be like, no, I'm a dog. I don't get this. And uh, Red from Fraggle Rock, I have always identified with the most. And, you know, she has goofy yarn hair that doesn't stay still. And me too. And that's that's about it. So, uh, really, Red and Ralph. Those are like, not who I would have picked for you, but I mean, oh, I yeah. think that's that's great. Up until great I was like 12 or 13, my favorite band was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even joking. I can't blame you for that one, really. <laughs> like, I mean, I can't be mad about and that. Janice was a feminist icon in my head. And, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, probably 
I mean, I really dark. I keep going back to Dark Crystal, but Agra probably was one of my favorites. I just think that yeah. she, other than the weird nipples, like why does she need nipples? But um, like the characters, clearly, I guess. But I don't she think her age she like milking anything. Yeah, I guess. Maybe she breastfed like all the Gelflings, and that's why there are only two left. <laughs> she ran out. She started drying up. This is the worst fan theory. theory ever. We went to a weird place. I'm dying, guys. Um, yeah, I think Agra probably just because that I think was unsettling, though. I think yeah, you, but that's part of it. Is yeah. you know you, you she was a good that. character, yeah, but you didn't know whether like I'm going to pull this totally into Geiger again or Geiger. I don't know how to say his name, but that even though you want to think that is at all connected, but he would do things like the character and species where they're sexual but creepy. Yeah. And that puts you in an uneasy, puts an you in an uneasy place. Yeah. You know, when you're like, I don't know how to react to this. The lady from Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one too, that's like, hey, Jack, and she's like got horrible teeth, but she's kind of hot. And you're kind of like, <laughs> I don't, it, it you don't know how to you feel. Kinda, yeah. You're like, how am I react now? I think that's what Agra is doing in music. It was like, that, Poking. That Agro is kind of hot? No, that nipple. Oh, is like, okay. That's doing something in my head, and gotcha. I think it's significant. I think I'm supposed to like it, but it's not working right now. I'm not into it. Fair enough. It's Something's also wrong. a big fantasy trope, you know, brought on by the Wizard of Oz. Only bad witches are ugly kind of thing, you know? The bad characters are ugly looking. And, right. But this totally flipped that and changed... Yeah, you know, yeah. Your whole mindset. And you can also kind of, at least they wanted to write it this way. You can't tell whose side she's on, kind mm-hmm. of. Right. Because she shows up at the uh, council or whatever of the Skeksis and she's like, why, why didn't you just ask me? I would have brought him to you. You know, you kind of get this feeling. I guess, sort of like any movie that's got your character, you can't tell what side they're working for. She kind of had that role going on if you're seeing it the first time and we're interested right. enough to really be trying to put the <laughs> characters together. on this side. Yeah, she's kind of, at least I, I know in the documentary they're talking about how they wanted her to be really old and hard to place if she was ambivalent or malevolent or whatever. Well, I think they did a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. kind of, I mean, she's got a mean brow and yeah, she's and definitely. The eye popping out. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, that was all yeah. pretty cool. And I mean, good guys just don't have their nipples hanging out all the or, time. Or yeah, they usually don't pop out their eyeballs. Exactly. <laughs> she's definitely ugly, yeah. And Jim Henson loved the ugly stuff. <laughs> he did. And I think that was Frank Oz's favorite character, at least in that movie. He, he loved how ugly and beautifully ugly she was. Yeah. <laughs> well, for an artist, there is such a thing I imagine yeah, as beautifully yeah. ugly. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Jason? Do you have a favorite? If we're including Dark Crystal and those, oh, yeah. I mean, sure. of course, I, I'm making this show half about Brian Froud. <laughs> And Jim Henson, but I just think they collaborated really well. So I think he knew how to pull in other people and be f- just friendly and make everyone want to work with him. So that pulled in other people that he would share the spotlight with. Ever. Specific I, if really I don't, you're the guy holding the gun in my head. That's true. You're making the weirdest mugger so, ever. Yeah, it's this mugger. Tell me your favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to specify the whole species. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Like, okay. Just don't hurt me. Uh, but, um, yeah, the whole species then, I guess. Uh, yeah, because they did great variations on, and, you know, you got me sculpting the oh, yeah. head for that, and I'd love to make that into a cosplay thing. Yeah, well, I, I I'm sure that. that we could probably. I have but by only doing ever that, seen one Skeksy cosplay, and it was done by Crab Cat, Commander Holly, and Jess. And it, oh, you mean in person? Yeah. Because online there's quite a few. You went oh, in person, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, seen there's it. another guy that does it too. That I can't remember Ryan something, but he did not me. <laughs> but uh, he 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 does a pretty good one too. I would say okay. like the worst part was the face, but that's the hardest part for yeah. something like yeah. that. There's really it's full of detail, but it's also I noticed it's got rules of, between. I guess I did a figure of one, and then I did your thing. Yeah, because they're fun to. I, I mean, I just want so it's clearly the sketchiest thing, and they're a cool type of monster because they're a bird monster. So. Pretty much, they capture a whole chunk of animal life that we have on Earth that's been monstrified in a way that... I, they're just a really unique-looking monster, you know what I mean? Like, you get you get into reptiles. No, that's pretty, well, I'm a girl. Reptile. I should have wings. Yeah, exactly. Of course not. I'm a girl. But uh, <laughs> they've got... You know, dragons are like lizards, and then you've got bug monsters. But I think... They are the bird monster, you know what I mean? Right. It would be hard to design a bird monster and not go into Skeks. It's like they got their whole look there. And they've would got... you have put nipples on a bird monster if you were designing it? Because if I remember... About birds they don't do lactate, actually... though. Yeah. No? Like, what? Yeah. But in, in uh, the Dark oh, Crystal they... world, they do. Yeah, you could do it. Well, were they... most of the male? Like, what is going on? Yeah, they had... Yeah, teeth. Yeah, well, apparently. there was no actual lactating scene. That's true. Which I think we can all be thankful for. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. otherwise Agro probably would have gotten one I think that would have, then Hollywood would have been right that it was a disaster. Did you see the lactating scene? Yeah, that would have been weird. He's in trouble. But yeah. No. Yeah, they're, they're a cool looking monster. They've got, all of them have the same kind of thing. Like they all have a weird little belly button of an ear and they all have like stretchy lines under the cheekbones. They've got like a wormy thing in between their, like on the bridge of their nose. They've all got kind of the same features there. But they're very different. But yeah, then the whole shape of the bill or whatever beak starts doing different things. And yeah, the colors are different. But I started noticing, yeah, these all have the same sort of feature, you know, which is, I think, pretty cool. It makes them feel like there's a reason for these things to be. They don't just have globs of stuff on them. Right. Um, but yeah, they're, they're a cool design. And they're creepy, but they're also really pathetic looking. Like, you, you do kind of feel like you could... Give one, one of them a hit. Yeah. It's just like puff apart. You could knock, knock their head <laughs> off with a punch. Right, exactly. They're, they're sadly, yeah. Unlike the Gartham, which is another really cool right, that's a, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is a great um, one. They look way tougher. <laughs> right, way more yeah. scared of a Gartham yeah. than I would of a Skeksy. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was always really impressed with Hoggle. Once I saw Hoggle's the Hoggle's really cool, too. Yeah, I was thinking about, I was looking at this box and thinking about that, too, as far as being impressed with how right, yeah, because they took it even further, and... All the Skeksis had a crowd of people, like five or six under him. Right. And with that, it was all in the head, mm-hmm. and the people were away, and it was remote control, so that was, you know, taking it to the next level. Yeah, if you, did, yeah, if you haven't watched cool. The Dark Crystal, like, a lot of the, the Blu-rays and stuff have the behind the scenes. It's like an hour and a half yeah. long or something, and there's some really great stuff And that's where I see, I'd say the, the real stuff to appreciate is if someone doesn't love the 80s, and they kind of don't line up with the corniness that is there in Labyrinth, especially because it's goofier. So it's right. 80s goofy. And I know I've had people at NECA who watch it and are like, Jason likes this stuff. What the heck? It's like, well, what you got to appreciate, though, is even if you, the humor is corny, sure. but behind it, you got to appreciate what they did to make Hoggle real and to make Ludo. When you look at the extras, you know, they're to make Ludo this huge thing, they had to make it like weigh 50 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. So they had to just. Everything was an achievement, and it's every just richly cool. Yeah, and the yeah. and everything, every second of that movie, you're looking at great designs. Or *Left Labyrinth* and *Dark Crystal*. If you're inventing the world, then 
that's what I think. That's where I think the value is. It's not that no time is uh, spent looking at a typical house or street. You know what I mean? It's all a rich design well, the I world. guess you could see a house, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bookended by the real world. But yeah, Dark Crystal, it's literally all created yeah, by Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, which it's, this was part of the struggle in Labyrinth was probably they had a scale because they had people in it. So when yeah. they made Ludo and stuff, they had to yeah, be bigger yeah. and he had to be, you know, Hoggle had to be smaller. Whereas Dark yeah. Crystal, they could make it whatever size. And as long as they were filming everything in scale, they could make it, you know, the size of a dime. Or right, whatever. yeah. And that's one thing that computer graphics does really well that you could, uh, I mean, I'm sure it takes a certain amount of effort to make sure you do it well. But nowadays you could make Ludo a six foot tall actor right around him and then just sort of, I'll have to film it separately, but bring the guy. When you, computer graphics rescales things, that can look pretty flawless, and yeah. you know that could be done that way. I'm not really sure what point I'm making, but yeah. Dark Crystal is about to make a big comeback. Netflix took up the uh, part of the property. Obviously, Henson Company is now owned by Disney, but we're going to get a new Dark Crystal show at beginning of 2018, like March. So. How do you guys feel about a whole new generation being exposed to this literal dark world? Yeah, I mean, we haven't really seen anything from it, so it's right. really hard to hard to make a judgment call. They showed like a Did little teaser, trailer, yeah. but it's it's not even like I, calling it a trailer would be really generous because it's more like just a little tease thing. It doesn't actually show any footage from the show. I was trying to remember, I think the last. Skektek, I mentioned that guy. I think the last shot of him they had was showed a picture new. of yeah. Well, it was him turning, and his back had I don't know how many people know this, but his back usually has a skeletal thing, like a rib cage with some sheets coming down, and they had some robotic thing. You know, it was definitely a new puppet, right? And so I, I'm, I hope it does extremely well. I think everybody here would probably agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it that kind of confirmed that they were using puppets again. But yeah, how I mean, much of got it to. is there? I hope you know it's a hundred percent. Let's show the art form of puppetry, you know what I mean? Or if they do do CG, it's in the form of just never a model, never a, a shape. Like matte painting in the background, I understand that that could be cheaper than having someone use a brush. Or stuff like recent. And everybody uses computers to now. And maybe they should consider not doing it, like keep the kind of graininess and whatever lighting the scene is. But I could understand everybody's color balancing the shot now with the, seat, with the computer and right. stuff like that. But I hope nothing that's a mesh of a face comes out. Nothing that's a living creature. Like, that'll you ruin the whole point. Yeah. Basically, Henson is the number one puppet. They're the place to go for puppets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And no matter how popular CG gets, if you just become yet another person who's giving you CG, then you're competing with Industrial Light and Magic. and you're in, You know what I mean? And you're yeah. in that sea of everyone else doing CG. And what we will want to see if they're going to, especially if they're watching Dark Crystal, is the puppets. It's like a, if they do Gremlins, they need to do puppets. Yeah. Because yeah. the point is that they're puppets. Even if you know they're puppets, you laugh at it and enjoy that they're puppets. People enjoy the type of effect it is, even if it's not working and they don't, they're not suspending disbelief and they're actually seeing it for what it is. Um, there's still an enjoyment there if you like that type of art form. And a lot of people like puppets and practical effects and things like that. Well, just in the Star Wars, you know, Yoda obviously was a puppet yeah. during uh, Empire, but was not in Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and um, the the second sand one, that one. And 
the actors noticed a huge difference. You know, they were affected by that. They could tell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's it's different acting to something as opposed to oh, acting yeah. to absolutely nothing, like a tennis ball. And at first, I thought you were talking about the first Star Wars movies, uh, like uh, Return of well, Empire Strikes Back when right. it first appeared. Yeah, I love watching Mark Hamill look at this guy when he's. Because you see Mark Hamill really getting an emotional connection with this guy and with his eyes. There's parts where he's saying, no, no different, you know. But right. <laughs> it, look, between me, that rock, the tree, there are forces everywhere. You know, when he's saying that, you see Mark Hamill looking at him and they're just totally connecting. I yeah. know it's not a thing with the brain, but they're connecting. He's really connecting to that. And I think people, there are so many things that get lost if you say... Well, actors are actors. They can make a scene. Yeah, if he's a professional, <laughs> he will provide the performance the same way no matter what. And I hate hearing stuff like that because, no, that person's a human. And what he needs to do is very human. He needs to get in touch with a human moment. And the more you give that actor, the better they're going to do. Like, you can't say, okay, if I have an actor do a scene with Jack Nicholson, he'll do the same thing even if we don't provide Jack Nicholson and have him just talk to the air and then we... We add digitally Jack Nicholson's performance. It'll be totally different because mm-hmm. they'll play off each other. And Luke was playing off of that Yoda puppet, and that so you could see oh, him connecting right. and feeling a little embarrassed that he had to be lectured about. It's like he's connecting to him. And if people want to not believe that, I mean, watch any episode of Sesame Street. Those kids yeah. are genuinely connected. And, and, they're they're the and they see that there's a pu- their person puppeteering. Yeah. Them, so they know, yeah. like right. it's obvious to them. And, the, and also even the adult, yeah, the kids. Definitely will connect with that, but even the they'll bring in the celebrities, yeah. and they'll be charmed just that there's this Muppet talking to them. You know what I mean? And they're getting kind of the giggles about the whole scene there, and yeah, exactly. I can't name too many people that don't have an emotional connection somehow to Kermit the Frog. Like we all oh, look yeah. back on it very fondly. So, and that I mean, was like that he vo- Henson voiced Kermit, Kermit the, Frog. the Frog is Henson, yeah. just like Mickey is Disney. His, yeah, exactly. It's, and maybe even more than the Mickey Disney thing, because people have said, like, his Brian Henson has said that he was asked if he was if his dad was like Kermit. He's like, well, not. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actually a whole lot like Kermit. <laughs> so it's basically yeah, that's his little uh, Muppet version. Even though there's an actual Muppet, have you seen that Muppet caricature oh, yeah. of him? Yeah, but Kermit's that's probably cute. even more of a. I would agree with that, yeah. So how do you guys feel about Disney acquiring Henson and, you know, everything that's happened since? Because I believe the first film they did afterwards was Muppet's Christmas Carol? So, I might be wrong on this, but all I, what I know of it is that in, like, 1990, they came together and worked on some stuff together. And they said that for the next 15 years, we'll work on these properties together. And I think it was Muppet's. That makes sense. And they hadn't sold out. And then 15 years later, which is, I think, you know, 05, around 05 or 04, they were in talks to to do it again, uh, or to, like, actually renew the contract or buy out. And I think that they didn't do a full buyout. Like, the kids wanted to buy it, and I think they did buy it for, like, $78 million, $79 okay. million, somewhere. In it. And then um, they, just, because they thought that's what their dad would want, but then they came back and ended up selling parts of it to Disney. So like I think they got some some of the like licenses mm-hmm. for the for some of their properties, but I think they still own Muppets. The the actual Henson family still owns Muppets mm-hmm. that right they now, share 
with right. the, like they they collaborate with Disney and then it's, they right own now, the special effects company. The Henson oh, kids okay. own, still own Henson Studios, I believe. I could be wrong. That might have changed, oh, but that, yeah, I don't know. So that makes good. sense because the only thing Henson I've seen come from Disney is Muppets. They have their own spot at all the parks now, mm-hmm. and people representing them, that kind of thing. But their name hasn't been attached to the Dark Crystal TV show or, say, um, Sesame Street, for that matter. So, Right, and I think that's why, because I think that, that the, there's specific rights that Disney shares or owns, mm-hmm. and then the actual Henson family owns the rest of it, including the special effects studio. And that's why they did that uh, that Henson, uh, what was the... Henson Challenge. Those the Henson ones. Challenge or something like that where yeah. they had a bunch of creature creators come in and okay. compete against each other. Yeah. Okay, that was that not was affiliated cute. with Disney. That was on Sci-Fi or yeah, something. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, and that was actually Brian Henson that was on yeah, pretty much pretty every cool. episode. It was, yeah, it was not I a bad show. All of them. I saw them all, but they didn't renew it. Yeah, um, that's too bad. But yeah, they did a really good job capturing kind of a lot of the artists where you could tell were inspired very yeah. much by him. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, I don't think, I mean, because it was such, for me, it was such a small influence. I didn't, like you, I didn't see Disney's name attached to anything. So basically when you brought up the Disney thing, that's yeah. when I kind of looked into it and I, and I was like, oh, I, I, it was very confusing. I'm sure there's a lot of like weird licensing yeah. things happening that I don't understand. Muppets have always been near and dear to my heart. So I noticed as a kid when Disney's name started getting attached to the Muppet properties and, you know... In the 90s and uh, early 2000s, there wasn't much else coming from Henson. It was really just Muppets. So I was like, well, did they get everything? Well, their studios, and... their studios did a like, their, the Henson Studios did a lot of stuff in that right. time. They just didn't, it wasn't like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth because they yeah. didn't get full credit for it because it wasn't Jim Henson doing everything. Oh, yeah. He was doing the, like, the Ninja Turtles. Right, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Asked Tap to make to the creature the... effects for a movie, exactly. but it's not really a Henson movie. It's yeah. not a Henson production, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So they did a lot then, but yeah, I mean, you didn't hear their name or anything attached to it. I mean, I still think Secret of the Ooze had the best turtle looking turtles of any of the Ninja Turtle movies, even the CG More turtles. Than the and all first that one? Stuff. I think so, yeah. Really the third one was the worst. Probably they looked like frogs, but the weird freckles. Yeah, I mean yeah. they had some freckles in the second one. No, they totally did. But it was right. way subtle, more subtle. subtle yeah. In the third yeah. one, they were like lime green with There's some yeah. dots. Yeah, it was not good. Also, the movie was bad. But yeah, yeah. I, that was I think the second yeah. Turtles movie was the peak Turtles for me. But yeah, they did a lot of stuff throughout that time period. I, I mean, I'd have to look. But if you look up their IMDb yeah. for the Henson Company, You're it's totally insane. Right. It's so mm-hmm. much stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're still active, which just wasn't stuff that we really paid attention to, I guess. I guess so, yeah. So. Um, there was the dinosaur show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dinosaur That was like yeah. the moment when they thought, Ryan Henson will be, because the thing is, right at 90 is when he died, unfortunately. Right. And then it was, how will they keep going now? And dinosaurs, I think, was when everyone said, okay, they'll be all right. He, Brian Henson can, you know. Right. Do keep it. making things. Yeah, exactly. Looking at the dinosaurs IMDb, every episode said based off of an idea by Jim Henson. Based off of an idea by Jim Henson. <laughs> so <laughs> so I love dinosaurs. Kicking it, I thought yeah, dinosaurs it was probably straight. kicking it around for a while. Because Dark Crystal, I know they were making trial runs in the backyard of their house. Yeah, like that's five crazy. years before. That sounds like I think three that you years. Would do. Yeah, exactly. It does sound eccentric. <laughs> yeah, only productively eccentric. That's the thing. 
people in chat are bringing up uh, random references to Secret of the Ooze. That's fantastic. Toko Razor. Yes. Babies! Yes. <laughs> you know, that whole scene. Mama. And then some vanilla ice. Um, yes. Obviously, we're talking about the peak of the turtles here, guys. Right. <laughs> Clearly. Right. I guess so. So, oh, with the advent of uh, now CG, you do think that puppetry is kind of going to disappear? Uh, I mean, it already kind of has died down. Never a lot. entirely. Just effects in general has kind right. of died down. So people talk about that like there will be a fascist state that makes it illegal to make a puppet or something. You know, there will always be someone making a puppet. It's right. just it could get really you small. Think that they will make be... movies that have puppets in prominent roles. I guess. Would be I think everybody was predicting it would have been gone by now, but they're still happening sometimes. And one of the recent ones was Prometheus. A lot of the stuff I know is. When I'm doing a project on it, like I was doing the Ninja Turtle head, so that's why I was like into the Ninja Turtle. That's why I knew that Jim Henson was photographed near the turtles, yeah. you know. So it's like that's which when I, I love that picture, it's right? Great. Yeah, it's a great picture. But uh, whenever I'm working on something, that's when I start knowing the trivia of it. And okay, I've got a, I I've got a pet peeve, which is when I'm seeing CG, and I feel like that would have looked better if it was handled another way, and it, pretty much any other way. To, applies like why didn't they like why didn't they uh use a puppet or why didn't they use appliances on somebody or why you know why it seems like unnecessary cg shows up a lot and sometimes people do i think try to and successfully make a puppet or an animatronic typically it's not a guy's hand in there anymore right but uh and it works well, and I mean, it doesn't... Okay, the point I was getting at was the Prometheus head. There's a yeah. part where an engineer's head is brought in and put on a medical table or something, and that was a real uh, prop with a moving mouth. It was a complicated animatronic thing, so I'd like to go look at it again. It was something where I was sitting in theaters, and I didn't know... I hate to admit this, because I've usually got a good well, eye now it's that. live on the internet. Yeah, so I know. I'm admitting the time. There's so many times... Yeah. Usually I've got a good eye for saying, oh, good, they did that the right way or whatever. But anyway, um, which kind of, it's like what I, the fact that I didn't grab it seems to destroy the whole argument that they should be doing this. Right. Way. But I imagine if you were looking at it, the fact when actors handle something that's CG and they're supposed to be handling it, it just doesn't, it, it never doesn't looks connect. Right. The yeah, they're not touching it. It's not pushing their hands meat out of the way. I mean, you've got the meat of your thumb will move it. You know, there's too much to do. So just build it and put it. Yeah, or give them something with can, equal weight, at least. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they do that sometimes. Like, I know I've seen Thor stopping Hulk's hand, and they have a fist there for him to interact with. This is smart. Do something physically there. Yeah. But anyway, that was to- totally a 3D effect. And there was something... Uh, oh, yeah, there was this big troll in a movie that I think was underappreciated. Uh, Snow White versus... It's Snow White... And, oh, no. The Huntsman? Was, was that, that it? Or what was it? No, it was The Witch Hunters. It's the one with the oh, Hawkeye guy. Is, oh man, we watched that. I had is, to watch that. That was terrible. Didn't you think though? They're trying to be terrible. I heard it was terrible, and I don't know why I was watching it, but I was watching it, and then someone runs in and goes, "I've been cursed," and then he explodes all over them. Oh, God. And I was thinking, wait, this is being terrible on purpose. This is. I thought this is like Evil Dead Two. They're doing over the top. That's awesome. a huge compliment. Yeah, it may be more than they deserve, but basically, I think it's one of those things where I went in there with lowered expectations like oh I, want, I don't which is why I don't know why I was watching it but I thought okay they're being corny on purpose so 
But anyway, um, Hellboy uses a lot of puppets. Yes, great example. Mr. Wink, wink. I think his the troll woman who was scared of the canary. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good too. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Heart. She was great. Right. Yeah, that's Del Toro. Del Toro is yeah. great. He sees it's depressing to me when a formerly good director with practical effects seems to have gone to the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's good CG and there are good artists out there, but abandons the benefits of some a good practical effect in the right spot. And yeah. Del Toro is great about knowing how good it is to have that, you know, real object right mm-hmm. in front of you. Uh, but yeah, seeing Lucas do the prequels, he saw the Jurassic Park and was got CG, you know, on the brain, a fever about CG. And then I just think the prequels had a lot of problems, but... And probably the biggest A lot one. of it was visual, though. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it. I don't believe any of this. You're yeah. doing too much. That fight with it, Yoda in the second one in Count Dooku was horrible to watch. Right. And honestly, my favorite thing in episode one that got practically no publicity was the way they handled the unplated naked C-3PO. That was brilliantly done. Do you remember that at all? It was a man no. made of wires. Yeah, it was beautiful. That was a great practical effect. Yes. Where they had a guy doing a Japanese kind of puppetry where he was standing behind the this, the model and his elbow was connected. He yeah. had hands. So he'd move it around then they'd paint out. That's when I love, that's when I think CG does the best mm-hmm. is subtractive stuff. When you, because, and again, it's no insult to the people who are making CG from the ground up, but it's really hard to do that well because you got to do everything right. You got to get the lighting right. You got to get blur effect, mm-hmm. motion, focus and all that. You got to get everything right and if anything's wrong you're trying to trick a human eye right. it's so hard to do that but if you just have rod puppetry and then paint out the rods and the puppeteer then it's perfect and you don't know every time that I've really loved CG is when they did it smartly and mixed it with other art forms I agree a big one another big one is the mouth of Sauron at the end of Return of the King is this character that they cut. But I was watching that, and that was one of the last real times that I can think I had a movie magic moment where I was like, how the hell are they doing this? I don't... It, it's perfect lipstick. I've never seen CG do that. They're like, this can't be seen. But no one's mouth is that big. It's like a huge double-sized mouth with ugly teeth and mm. split lips. And it's talking to them. And I was just going... I got up out of my chair and like, was up at the screen going, how are they... Have we gotten this good at CG? How did we do this? <laughs> And what it was, was they got the actor with... It was... The two things I was wondering, like, big mouth actor? Impossible. And is it... See, it was kind of a mix. They got the big mouth guy who's a pilot from Mad Max, Thunder... I think the one before Thunder... I don't know. He's like a pilot. He's a big mouth Australian actor. Right. And they did prosthetics on him and gave him a helmet that just shows his mouth. And then after they did that, they said, this isn't good enough this isn't i mean it's creepy but it's not enough what can we do so they what they did was they ended up playing with it they tried it sideways i don't know why they even bothered that's weird it would have been like an alien but they ended up blowing it up 200 percent as big like they got the borders of the helmet and then got his mouth and blew it up but had it stay cut off by the retained by the helmet so they just had a double-sized live actor's mouth and when i i kind of should have said spoiler alert on how they did an effect because I kind of would want you to just watch it and try to figure it out. Because that's what I was doing. I couldn't... I just don't know how they... I was... It was the movie magic. I don't yeah. know how this magic is happening kind of thing. And that's when I think CG... When it's in the toolbox and you say, how can I stir it together with something else in a new way? 
that's how it'll stick out. Because I don't think people who love CG realize that we're getting really good at noticing when it's CG because we're mm-hmm. seeing it all the time. So it just we can, and we're getting really picky because it's not impressive anymore. If you're seeing 200 CG effects per movie, like Lord of the Rings, like hey, we've got 600. If, you know, then it's like over. We're, it's not going to wow us anymore. You know what I mean? Right. But, but because, if you stir it into other things, go ahead. No, you're good. Right. I was just going to say that uh, because we see a puppet in one every 50 movies now, you know, that's still impressive to right. me. Like, and that's why I would actually. Uses yeah. it. Right. And that's why I would actually say if someone likes puppetry, don't listen to people who are saying, oh, it'll all be CG soon. Because your options are, yeah, I could be one of the. You know, Everybody ten guys in Hollywood who does puppets, or I could be one of the thirty thousand people doing CG. Right, exactly. There's, I kind of feel sorry for people who maybe wanted to do practical effects, and people are saying, "That's all be gone in ten years," and now they're just one of this huge ocean of people who are at their computer doing CG. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're there's more CG jobs out there, but you're also competing with thousands of people who are doing CG. So I just say, do what you love, and if nothing else, make independent films and you're you know I don't I know you weren't asking for advice no you're good stop motion animation almost stopped completely and then all of a sudden people are like Tim Burton and a few other directors were like no I'm bringing this back this is awesome and that's what we need we need somebody to pick up puppetry and be like no this is happening we're doing this and if someone wants to do that then they have to go through the phone book like does anyone do this anymore how do we find people so if you're the one of two guys in Hollywood who does that then that actually it worked for you that everyone else fled the ship thinking it was going down but now you're the only person that can get there yeah but I'm not I'm not I'm not responsible for actual business advice. <laughs> make a Good career advice. decision. No, that's yes. Great advice. I think that's a fantastic place to at end least at a podcast. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shut we'll, have, we'll, bring, we'll bring you back, Jason. That's a great yeah. way to you have a lot of interesting right. things to say. Absolutely. Okay. You're coming back for the Dark Crystal episode. We oh, are going to oh, review yeah. that. The review. Yeah. You want to do that? Oh, when the show comes mm-hmm. out? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll all binge cool the show together and then talk about it. Sure. Hmm. I'm in. Even more oh, wait, I was already going to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you have to be in. <laughs> so, I can bail. Yeah, yeah. Cool. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Great, great talk about Henson. Learned mm-hmm. a lot of stuff today. It was fantastic. Um, we're the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at Heroes Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitch. Patreon, give us your money. And Patreon. So last month we did a video. These are Ryan's ideas and we're all running with them because they're a lot of fun. We are doing low budget parodies, our versions of iconic or at least fun movie scenes. Um, We are filming one this weekend. Hopefully you guys will join Patreon so you can see it. Ryan just remembered we are filming. So... (laughs) Yeah. But last month we've released, I think, officially to the world, so yeah. it's not a surprise anymore. We did a scene from Pulp Fiction, um, so that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, it was great. Yeah, give us your money and you can, come see, you can see them before everybody else does. At least three weeks ahead of time. Yeah. You can also vote on the scenes, too, I believe. I don't know. So we have a million... Derek runs that stuff without yeah, right. attention. We have a million new shows for you. We have started a Star Trek podcast, which debuts on Thursdays. It's called Red Shirts and Runabouts, and currently they are discussing Discovery, but no Trek is off limits. We also have Saturday Morning Tooncast, where our host 
Danielle and Jeremy review cartoons and a breakfast cereal every Saturday morning. So uh, both new shows I've listened to, I really enjoy. I'm having a good time with this. It's great to have more people on the network. So support your friends, support your podcast, listen to all of us, give us your money. Give Ryan your money. Specifically, yeah, I'll make sure they get it. Right. I'd like money. <laughs> we'll get Jason Buy Jason's toy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That doesn't help me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't get anything from that. That maybe, maybe. Yeah, so if you see him at a convention now that, it's, <laughs> now that he's public, you can have him sign your toys. He loves doing that. that uh, yeah, yeah. This is fair. Like, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that helps the guys who pay me. So I'd say <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time.